You're listening to The Fit Habit, where we explore how to stay well and fit well after 40. My name is Karen McGill. I'm the host of the show. Let's get to it. Y'all know that I love to make fitness a habit, and the way that I do that is to work out at home. My workouts are fun, easy to get to, and they're efficient. I get them done in 30 minutes, and I get great results. I do it all on the Beach Body On Demand app. I do it in my basement, so I just roll out of bed. It doesn't matter how hideous I look, I go down there and I get it done, and I feel so much better for the rest of the day, and I get results. Now you can try this too, especially if you're a beginner and you're intimidated to go to a gym. This is a great way to dip your toe in the fitness water. And if you're an expert or somebody who really loves working out like me, then you're going to find all kinds of advanced workouts on the application as well. There's over 700 different programs on this app and you can get it all for free for 14 days using the link in my show notes. So head to the show notes now, click on the Beachbody On Demand app, free 14-day trial and get started today. And who knows, you may just fall in love with fitness. Hey everyone, I hope that you've had a great week. Happy Sunday. Uh, Today I'm coming to you with a solution that I think a lot of us overlook and uh, it really is, I believe, the secret to success and that is accountability. And I'm going to layer all of this conversation around something that, or frame it through something I've learned about myself very recently, and that is that I have ADHD, adult um, attention deficit and hyperactivity disorder, uh, big long word there. Uh, I didn't realize that I had this and I haven't just had it as an adult. If I look back in my childhood, I can see the reasons for a lot of the behaviors that I didn't have answers for as a child. Um, I think I've done quite well in my life, uh, all things considered, because I've learned to compensate for the way my brain works. And uh, I'm doing a lot of research now. Uh, Right now, I'm actually, if you think that you might have um, ADHD, I highly recommend a book called uh, ADHD 2.0. And the doctors, it's written by Dr. Hallowell, I want to say his name is, um, and somebody else. And it's a great book. He also has a podcast, which is just wonderful. And it's very simple. It's kind of like mine where he's just chatting with you every week. And he's just got this great attitude. And I, I love him. He's like, he's a wonderful guy and very informative. So um, there's lots of tests you can take online, which obviously is not a replacement for a professional diagnosis, but definitely a good place to start if you suspect that you might have ADHD. But even if you don't, even if you are, you know, somebody who is, what are they calling it now? Neurotypical versus neuro um, unique, <laughs> neurospecial. Uh, I feel like there's something to be gained from accountability. But before we jump into that, I really just want to frame this around three different stories. Of some of the biggest events in my life that I am most proud of, there are four events in my life that I am most proud of, and not in the effect of um, most proud of in the sense that, you know, I'm, I'm proud of myself as a human being, I'm proud of myself that, I, you know, I have a, thir- a flourishing friendships and marriage and all of those things, but I'm talking about um, triumphs uh, that are personally mine and that were not easy by any means, especially given uh, my neurodiverse brain. Uh, so let me just kind of start with, with the first one of those. I think I've mentioned before, I know I've mentioned before that I've struggled with weight in my earlier years. I was well over 200 pounds uh, and I did lose 80 pounds and managed to keep it off. However, within that, I also did, I have had like the same 10, 15 pounds that I've lost and gained uh, time and time again. I've never gotten back to my original size of about 200 and just over 210 pounds of my heaviest. Um, 
but I have gained, I have challenges with, um, you know, the same 10, 15 pounds, which I think a lot of people do. And one of the points where I had a great deal of success with weight loss, and I will tell you, I've been on every diet there is, and rarely do I see success because I start things and I don't finish them, uh, a common trait of ADHD. Uh, but one of them that I did start and follow through on and saw great success from years ago was Weight Watchers. Um, I went on that program because I was chatting with a girl at work who was on it and she was seeing great success and she was showing me all the stuff that she was eating for lunch. And this is far before any of my own fitness career. So I was just enamored by, you know, the fact that you could eat all this stuff and and still lose weight. So I started attending Weight Watcher meetings with her. We would go every Saturday morning to a church basement, get weighed in and listen to a little pep talk and a little, um, you know, lesson on eating well. And then you go off on your merry way and track your food for the rest of the week. And I, I, I dropped weight immediately and I'd never seen success outside of um, my 80 pound weight loss, which was more of like an entire mindset transfer, life transformation than just a weight loss transformation. Um, I had never seen such immediate results. And it's funny because I, I lost the weight and then eventually I stopped going. And I then went back to Weight Watchers two more times throughout the course of my life and neither time did I see the same results. Why? Because I did the online program where, because I didn't want to have to go, you know, to a place every week. I didn't know anybody. So with the online program, if you're just doing it yourself and you don't have any accountability, you're not doing it with somebody or you're not doing part of a group, you're not showing up somewhere every week, it's a lot harder to stick with it. And accountability has always been something that I've struggled with, accountability and follow through. So it's not that I think that Weight Watchers is like, you know, the end-all be-all diet. It's got its got pluses and minuses like anything else. But because I showed up with somebody every week and I felt accountable, I lost the weight. And, you know, I'll tell you, Friday nights were usually like my end of the week, exhausted. So I was having pizza and beer and, you know, just Friday nights were my night to binge typically. But because I knew I was going to these church meetings every Saturday morning getting weighed in, I stopped doing that. So... It, accountability in that respect was incredibly helpful for me. It happened again when I was 37 and I just moved to California and I didn't know anybody and I, you know, I needed to like get myself out there socially. So I signed up for team and training to do a half Ironman because somebody told me I couldn't. Uh, and again, I am not somebody who loves to do team sports and a triathlon is not really a team sport, but um, team and training is sort of a team sport. You show up, you know, with the same people every week and train together. And I'm not much of a joiner and I don't particularly enjoy that sort of thing, but I forced myself because at some point in team and training, you have to put money on the line, like a great deal. I think I had to raise like $5,700 for my particular race. And I didn't think I could do it. Uh, I really didn't think I could do it, both because uh, I didn't think that people in my life would show up for me enough to raise that kind of money. Uh, and I also didn't know if I could follow through with the training because, again, I'm, I'm not much of a joiner and not very great at follow through. But for some reason, I think because I had a big why for that one, my mom was suffering from cancer at the time. Uh, so I was kind of doing it for her. She was It wasn't lymphoma that she had, but it was cancer nonetheless. And I just felt like this was something I wanted to do for her. So for that reason, and also because I had told everybody and I was raising money and people were starting to give me money, like putting money on the line, I suddenly felt absolutely obligated, like come hell or high water, I have to do this thing. And I did it. I went to all of the training. I did all of the training. I did the race. I raised the money. And 
after that experience, I felt like unfreaking stoppable. That was such a transformation, not just physically, but emotionally, mentally, in my confidence, in the way I showed up for myself, in the way I perceived how other people showed up for me. It was just a life-changing experience and one that I will never, ever, ever forget. But again, accountability was what put me through. And then the last piece of that was the fitness competition I've talked about a lot that I did when I was 42. Uh, again, something like that is really hard. Like it, it is so stinking hard. And I, I, I didn't even do like a really hard one. I did uh, Fitness America, which is more of a pageant really than it is, you know, a muscle competition. And it was the hardest thing I think I've ever done, even harder than the half Ironman. But the reason I did it was because I had a coach and I put, I think that whole experience with coaching and the, the bikini and the travel and everything all in probably cost me around 3,500 to about 5,000. Uh, for the whole bit. And I'm I'm somebody who has a high deal of value for money. So if I buy something or if I invest in something, you better believe I'm following through with it. Um, so again, I had accountability and I was showing up for myself because I said I was going to do it and I put all that money on the line and I did it. I absolutely showed up and did it. I have not been able to replicate that since, partly because I already know now how hard it is and I don't know that I want to put myself through that again. Uh, but if I ever really felt like I wanted to, I would put money on the line again and do it that way because I feel like that's a great way to be accountable. Uh, the other thing that um, I will say uh, I'm extremely proud of myself about doing is my undergrad, psychology undergrad, because I am a high school dropout and I had to go back and do adult education to get my high school diploma. And I never thought I was a smart person because I had ADHD and my brain just worked a little bit different and I struggle with follow through and completing projects. Um, and I just thought that wasn't be- that was because I wasn't very smart. So being able to finish my high school diploma, going to community college for the first year and having my professors tell me you're actually really smart and you would do you would thrive in university. And hearing that from a teacher when the majority of my high school and, and elementary school teachers just, you know, passed me off as average, lower average, lower than average intelligence. Uh, was life-changing. And to hear that is to know that, wow, there is a chance for me. And my undergrad, even though I went on to have a, a to get a master's degree thereafter, it was really my undergrad, which was um, a level of faith in myself that I never, never would have assumed that I would get through. Um, and I'm very, very proud of myself for that because I did pay for it all myself. I did put all the money on the line and I had a lot of student debt afterwards. So you better be sure I went through that. But all of those stories, uh, the reason I tell you those things is because there was accountability. It was either somebody there that I had made myself accountable to or a group of people I made myself accountable to or a promise to a group of people that I made myself accountable to and financial investment, which is a huge one for me that I made myself accountable. And just in doing some research for this podcast, there's a, like a myriad of research that's been done on this, but you know, just I think to underscore all of it, there's a... Um, there's a 65% increase in success rate of folks that have accountability partners or groups in terms of exercise routines when they embark on a new routine. You have a 65% greater chance of success. And by success, I mean like um, consistency, follow through, and seeing results. If you are accountable to someone or something, either by hook or by crook, um, you know, I talk a lot about habits and I, I work very, very hard. I build a good habits for myself and I try all the habit tra- uh, trackers and all the little uh, 
tricks and, and planners and productivity stuff because I do struggle so much from a neuro standpoint uh, of organizing my brain and following through. I try everything, every single planner and system there is at, like known to man. And I fail at all of them because I find them very confusing and overwhelming and they don't really match the way my thought process goes. Um, However, I do find that very simple and basic accountability because I am the type of person that hates to disappoint other people. And I think most people are like that. I, and I am also a type of person that hates to waste money, um, that those two things have very strong motivators for me. So as much as I may recommend different apps and processes or systems for you guys, I find for me basic accountability in the sense of putting my money where my mouth is, um, is really, or my promise where my mouth is, is really what, where the rubber hits the road. So that's how I think and how I find success. And I often get a lot of folks asking me, well, you know, how do you stay consistent and how does that work for you? And, you know, after some thought, I think that that really is what it comes down to. Now, my fitness habits now um, really aren't driven by accountability in the sense that I don't need to show up for somebody to get my workouts in. I don't spend a lot of money on them. I spend very little money on them. Um, however, I have become accountable to myself with that because I've seen demonstrated results from it. Actually, there's a lot of research that indicates that exercise is great for uh, ADHD and and managing it just because of um, the brain reactions and how it does help you with um, a lot of the neural neuro and neuropsis, uh, neuro, um, I'm not very good. I mean, I'm not an expert when it comes to neurology by any means, but the synapses that happen in your head and the neuroplasticity that happens as a result of, um, exercise, uh, is irrefutable. So I see it from that standpoint. Uh, also, it's also very much an ingrained habit for me. So I do try very hard to create rituals, um, in my life and, When I'm starting a new habit and I want to make it a habit, I start with these accountability behaviors where I tell people I put my money on, uh, you know, where my, my money, where my mouth is. And I set up ways and systems of myself so that I can't, I can't disappoint other people because I will not disappoint other people. I will turn, I will turn myself down all day long, but I won't disappoint other people. So if I want to build a new habit, I will start with investing in something like that. Like, how can I, how can I make this so that I have to show up? Um, or that I'm compelled to show up. Uh, and then eventually that new habit, which feels very uncomfortable at first, becomes like just you know, like brushing your teeth. I've talked about this a lot, like the whole process of becoming uh, habitual around certain behaviors. Now it starts in the back of your head and it moves to the prefrontal cortex, becomes uh, automated and you don't think about it and there's not a lot of brain drama around it. Um, something like that. If that's the way you want to go, start with accountability and building those accountability, like building blocks in there, especially if you are somebody who's very quick to let yourself down. It's so important until it becomes automatic. And I did that. And now it is very automatic for me. And as much as I don't really look forward to working out, I love having worked out and it always makes me feel fantastic afterwards. So uh, on that note, I, I, I want to give you a few resources. If this sounds like you, like you have a you know, high propensity of giving up before, you know, you reach your goal or very, getting very close to reaching a goal and giving up or, you know, it, and I mean that in terms of like exercise, eating better, or even just finishing work projects or anything like that. You might want to explore uh, the world of ADHD. Um, 
again, get a professional assessment, but start with doing some online testing and just see how, um, how clear it is that, you know, you may or may not have something to explore. Um, and then, you know, do some digging. There's a couple of, um, podcasts that I've started listening to. So I mentioned, um, the, the audiobook uh, ADHD 2.0. Uh, I think that's really good. The same author has a podcast called distraction. And as I mentioned, that's really good. I found another podcast and I might bugger up the name a bit. So I'm going to put this in the show notes, but it's ADHD for badass women, I think, or smart ass women. That's what it is. And it's a woman who is a recovering lawyer. And she's also somebody who's suffered with ADHD her whole life and now coaches other women with ADHD. And I just, I think that's fabulous that, you know, this is becoming more of a mainstream conversation so that those of us with neurodiversity can really thrive and succeed and not feel embarrassed about the way our brains work. Because really the way they position it, it's like, wow, I'm, I'm really happy that I have this way of thinking because there's a lot of great benefits to it. Like we're extremely curious, we're extremely creative, we're extremely uh, energetic and, and sensitive. Like all of these things are true of me and they're all the good things about me, but often my brain gets in the way of me completing things, whether it's in a, you know, a fitness endeavor, a personal endeavor or a work endeavor. Uh, and just consistency in general has always been something that I struggle with, which is why, you know, I'm, I'm trying so hard to show up here every week to talk to you guys, even if I know that, you know, the podcast may not be earth shattering or um, life altering, I should say. Um, I'm showing up every week because I'm trying to stay accountable as much as an in an as in an entrepreneurial context as I am in in my my physical context and how I take care of myself every day. So I really do encourage that. Um, also, from a fitness perspective, uh, if you are um, somebody who struggles to follow a workout plan, as I've always had in the past, like when I was training for my fitness competition and I was using a coach, she would write out a fitness plan for me, you know, rep sets and weights that I would have to follow every week. And I would have specific exercises on a page, but I would always have to, you know, refer back to the page after every set. And if I didn't know what an exercise or a movement was, I'd have to like, you know, Google it. And it made for a very disjointed experience because I'm not very good at following instructions. However, when I started doing video-based workouts, not only were my workouts more effective, but I completed them uh, much easier. So if I was following a piece of paper, I would often say, oh, I'm not going to do this last set, or I'm just going to, I'm just going to wrap this up here of I've done enough because I have a hard time following through. But if I'm follow, if I'm following somebody else doing movements, it is so much easier to complete it because as I'm, I'm my brain is focused on following and mimicking the uh, cues and the visual uh, context that I'm looking at on the video screen. I don't have to think about what's the next move, how should I be um, cueing myself, how should I be moving my body in space, all of those sort of things, because I'm following it and I'm, very, I'm a very visual learner. So it's amazing to me why it's been so natural for me to pick up exercises, a very sort of consistent thing with um, the video-based workouts that I do. And that's why. And actually, to that point, one of the things that I learned um, listening to the um, ADHD for Smartass Women podcast, they talked about one of the solutions a lot of women uh, use to combat follow-through is using body doubles. And this actually comes back to my university experience as well, because I went through university with a very dear friend and we were on all, we picked all our classes together and we studied together. And like, honest to God, I don't think I would have gotten through university had I not had her 
there for me because she is somebody who is, you know, good on follow through. And I was not, but because we were like joined at the hip, uh, she made that experience so much easier for me because she was like the one driving the studying and, and the follow through and the preparation for various different exams and whatnot. Uh, and the classes that I were not was not in with her, I did not do as well. So that's really interesting. And then I heard on this podcast, there's this thing called body doubling. And basically, somebody who has ADHD, it's very calming and grounding to have somebody else in the same space as you, kind of like a, a study partner. You may not necessarily be working on the same thing, but if you are around other people that were foc- that are focusing and concentrating on work as you are focusing and concentrating on work, it makes it a lot easier to follow through. And they talked about this new app that, it's not an app, it's a website. It's called uh, Focusmate, focusmate.com. I've signed up for it. I haven't used it yet because I'm a little intimidated. But what happens is you sign up and it, it, the whole website sort of like centered around this, cal- this cal- calendar and you go in and you select a time, like let's say Monday between 3 p.m. and 4 p.m. And um, somebody else will select the same time and you body double for each other. So you jump on Zoom together and it's very little, there's no chat or anything. You basically just via chat say, hi, you know, if, over the next hour, I want to complete this thing. And you say what your task is and then they do the same thing. And then at the end of that hour, you get back on chat and you say, hey, I managed to do X, Y, or Z. And, you know, you both kind of um, report your results of that experience. And the whole time you've got your camera on and you're both working on your own screens. Nobody's seeing each other's work, but you're there together. And that draws you in and grounds you, which I think is just such a remarkable idea. And I also feel like video-based workouts are very much like that for me. It's the same idea. If I see somebody else working out, it's far easier for me to mimic that movement than it is for me to look at a piece of paper and try to follow it because I hate following instructions. (laughs) I literally just can't stand doing that. Uh, So anyway, uh, I'm going to wrap up at this point. I just, I find that this topic is so interesting and so incredibly insightful. And I'm just feeling so uh, inspired to learn more about this and to learn how I can thrive in spite of, you know, my neurodiversity instead of being hung up by it. And I now know that, you know, I wasn't a not smart person. Uh, I am a very competent person. And I think I'm even more competent because I've learned to compensate for a lot of my distraction earlier in my life. So I hope that was helpful. If you thought it was helpful, I would love a five-star review from you. Um, it doesn't take a lot of time to do it and it makes a big difference to me. Uh, and also hang out with me on Instagram. Let me know, Are you? do you think or suspect you have ADHD or have you been diagnosed with ADHD? I think I'm gonna start talking about this a lot more on Instagram because I think there's more awareness that needs to uh, needs to get out there. I can't believe I've lived 50 years and, has not, and I have not been diagnosed before now with this disorder. So on anyway, I'm going to sign off now. Thanks for listening. And I will see you guys uh, next Sunday. And thanks for, uh, thanks for tuning in because you know what, that keeps me accountable too. So I appreciate your role and my accountability. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. You guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Fit Habit. I would love, love, love to hear from you. So please, if you enjoyed the show, leave a five-star review. Apparently that's helpful. Um, But more importantly, I would love to connect with you. So head on over to Instagram and find me at underscore The Fit Habit. That's my handle. And I would just love to get to know you a little bit better. So reach out to me there, say hi, and thanks again for listening.